0: On today's show, we look at the science of sharing and see whether DIY musicians can go viral.
1: This is 30 Minute Music Marketing.
0: 30 Minute Music Marketing. For musicians who want to get better at marketing their music.
1: Hi, I'm Greg.
0: Hello, I'm Sheldon, and this is 30 Minute Music Marketing, the show for independent artists and DIY musicians who want to get better at marketing their music. Sorry, it's been a bit of a gap between the last episode and this episode. You'll have to blame him to my left as as you're watching this. I was going to say
1: you're on top, but that just sounds...
0: That sounds (laughs) all kinds of wrong. You've been busy, haven't you, Greg?
1: Yes, I have. Uh, I have uh, started up my own little Technique Tuesday session. So uh, in terms You'll of... You'll probably YouTube. be able
0: to give a... We can stick a link to that in the show yeah, notes. Yeah, so that,
1: that will be in there. And uh, obviously kind of trying to make head and tail of what the hell is going on in the world at the moment. Uh, yeah, you know,
0: things are, things are potentially improving with, a, with a, a view to opening up, certainly in the UK, later in the year. But there's still a lot, a lot to play for and a lot of marketing hmm. to be done between then and now, and that's what we're talking about today. We're having a look at sharing, and we're going to see whether it's possible for DIY musicians that, you know, can they create content, that's videos and songs, that go viral without the artists themselves having to do any marketing? Because what normally happens, Greg, is that you might release... Uh, maybe a song or a music video. And what happens is you distribute it to your audience through whichever social media platform. And what will sometimes happen is that audience will consume it, they'll watch it, they'll listen to it, and then they'll just go, oh, that was okay. And then they'll move on, and then they'll, they'll just go on and do something else. And really, what you want is you want them to share it, so that the uh, the distribution doesn't end with your fan. They share it, and then they show it to their friends and colli- uh, colleagues and relatives, and they, in, you know, in doing so, might do the same again. So, yeah. wouldn't it be great if you could get your audience, without them knowing, to do your marketing? For you. And, you know, I'm suggesting and I'm positing, is there a way that that can be done? Can, can we reverse engineer, you know, music and maybe sort of music videos in order for that
1: to happen? So is this based on something you've been up to recently or is this based on the research of someone else?
0: Well, a little bit of both, Greg. Okay. You haven't even got any show notes and <laughs> you're already asking the right question. So can I tell you a, a little bit about something, what happened to to me and my band just before Christmas, right? We recorded a uh, bit of a cash-in, a last-minute Christmas album, and I sent the album really? to one of my... Yeah, yeah, yeah you helped greatly. Yeah, I, I sent it to one of my uh, national um, radio DJ contacts. Are you going oh,
1: man- you know, oh- to mention their name? No, no, there's only no, no need no.
0: to, to, to mention, mention the name. And we released one particular single, and su- surprisingly to me, he didn't necessarily play that particular single. He just chose an album track as what he thought was the best track on the album. I mean, who am I to argue with a... Oh, hang on. Know,
1: oh, I remember this now. So this is, you. there was one song on the album that you were like, you went all out on... It was like a proper piece of a real challenge.
0: Uh, yeah, mu- you know, musically multi-tracked, lots of musical sort of influences, and we recorded a, a last-minute throwaway. Complete. Uh, we didn't necessarily like it at all, but this DJ picked it as w- what he thought was the best track on the album.
1: Hang on, didn't like, you? S- isn't this the same track that you went to Bernard after two vocal takes? That'll do.
0: That'll do. Let's move on. We haven't, we haven't got time to, to devote any of this, right? He thought that was the best. So I just thought to myself, well, if he thinks it's the best, maybe other people will as well. I spent a, not a great deal of time knocking up a, a lyric video for, for said song, and I put it out on our social media channels, and it went bananas. It, it went gangbusters, as, as the young people say, right, uh, in terms of the reach it had on facebook it reached 850,000 people it was shared 9,000 times
1: okay but before so this is purely organic
0: um mostly organic i, I was saving a little okay. bit of um, in in terms of um, paid traffic right till the end uh, okay. but other other uh, presenters on the radio station uh, they picked up on it as well there was a national news radio station who played it. It got a moderate amount of traffic on YouTube, 10,0 000, uh streams. But this is most interestingly for me, people ripped it from Facebook and started to distribute it themselves to their contacts in WhatsApp. And that's something that's never happened to me before.
1: Yeah, I remember you kind of saying, have you heard you know, and what was really funny, I think the day that you asked me about that, somebody actually WhatsApped me and said, "Am I responsible for that?" Uh, obviously, I said no, uh, and stuff. Well, you but were it,
0: in a way, in terms of it was it was recorded in your uh, in your actual studio.
1: But yeah, so yeah, I do friends. I do remember that it was people. It was a really odd one because you're like, how am I finding out about this on this platform?
0: Yeah, and that, that's as I say, something that's never happened to me before. Friends were messaging us, saying, "Somebody, you know, our works WhatsApp." As, uh, as as just just received this, people were downloading the video and uploading it to their personal Twitter accounts. They were basically doing the marketing for yeah. us. People were independently sharing this particular track. So, quick question so, you know, for
1: you. Carry on. This is kind of in response to the last one that we did. So, in terms of trend jacking, it was yes, it was a trend subject,
0: jacking squared. I would say,
1: do you think the subject matter on the song was the thing ultimately that people picked up on?
0: Well, as, as we discussed in our last episode, episode number 37, um, you know, trend jacking is, is important. It's not something you can do necessarily all the time, but yeah. we had two elements of trend jacking. A, because it was Christmas, and obviously mm. it, it was the Christmas season, and it was a COVID-related um, Christmas song. So, it, you know, it had two elements of trend jacking. So there, there would have been a, uh, um, an element of uh, trend jacking responsible for its, certainly its popularity. But if you scratch the surface, there is actually a certain amount of science as to why people do share things on social media. Now, Greg, would you like me to refer to a New York Times report, which was, um, it was completed about a decade or so ago, but its findings are, 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 still, are still relevant. Okay. And in that, in that research... Um, they illustrated five reasons why people share stuff online. I'll list them all, one to five. So point number one was to bring valuable and entertaining content to their friends. Point number two was to define themselves to their friends.
1: Okay.
0: Number three is to grow and nourish, nourish even relationships. Mm -hmm. Number four was for self fulfillment getting a bit of a personal kick out of doing it and point number 5 maybe not necessarily applicable to us as musicians to uh, to get the word out about causes or brands that they believe in well, so causes let, let,
1: would be relevant
0: causes yeah you might want to support you know your local independent musician you know which could be Could be ourselves. But let's try and sort of reformulate that and put that into sort of words musicians would understand. So let's maybe try and boil it down to three three main points, right? People share entertaining videos and music because they like those videos and songs, and they think their friends would like it and appreciate it too. So, you know, by sharing, you're giving a friend or colleague something of of value. Yeah. In other words, plus it, in in addition, in, in addition, people do get a bit of a buzz for, from sharing stuff, and especially being the first to share something. You know, are, are you one of those people, Greg? Um, that's a spend a lot of time and see lots of uh, viral things when they first come out on Twitter, and then when somebody shares a link in WhatsApp a day or two later with some viral video content, and you go, "Oh, please." I watched that. I watched that two days ago. <laughs> this is old
1: news. I I don't so much with Twitter, but it was a little bit like that in my DJing days, where you'd get a record and you wanted to be the fir- you wanted to be the first person that kind of was spinning it, and then you'd kind of hear it and you'd be like, "This is so old hat. We were doing this last week," kind of thing. So it, it's it, it it is it is
0: the same sort of thing. So if if somebody likes something. Then that does have a form of value. And by people sharing it to their friends and colleagues, then it's almost like them, you know, giving them a gift. So, and um, also as well, people who share feel as though, you know, they're doing friends a favor. The sharing in some respects brings them closer because if you're giving somebody a gift with, you know, an item that has perceived value, it's just like, oh, Thank you very much. Oh, that, yeah. I really like that. Like, for example, you know, when I come round to yours and I give you a, you know, I bring a, a cake or something. And it's sort of like, oh, I like Sheldon because he's he's given me a cake. And, you know, that that brings us closer. Yeah. I mean,
1: talking of beverages and food, uh, have you got any um, of that that Lancashire tea that you've been talking about?
0: I, 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 I might have some free tea bags I can deliver you. I know you go through a lot of tea bags in the studio, Greg. So well, I've got like to... a
1: 750 gram thing of uh, Nescafe coffee at the moment. It's like challenge accepted.
0: Right. Okay. So, so sharing brings people closer, and people appreciate the the you know the gifts, yeah. be they tangible or intangible. So, um, and, and lastly, right. So, Pete, and this is probably one of the most important points. People use content in order and, and share content in order to define themselves so sharing helps show people who they are so if i share a particular you know music video or song i'm saying to people this song i, I like this song this song technically is me if, if you cut me open and if you, if you were to see my musical preferences you would understand me better by knowing that i liked this particular song i,
1: I mean swear- it's, It's a bit like the the days of when, you know, when you wanted to kind of get across some element of your personality, the only real way that you could do it when we were younger was through our music collection. It was like a a stamp of identity.
0: And if you think about it as well, the most, another sort of common example of that is, is just wearing a, you know, a band Mm T-shirt. Whether it's the 1975 or Billy Irish or Drake, AC/DC, Queen, whatever, by wearing that, you know that is a badge of identity. You're saying to people, "Look, I like Queen. This, this is me." Yeah. And it may well be that you know it's a signifier to, to other people who like that sort of thing. So, you know, we do like to, to musically wear our heart and our sleeves. And when we're online, the the online equivalent is, is by sharing people, sharing the songs that you like and making people aware of your musical preferences. And it's almost like a a calling card. You say to people, look, this is me. So, you know, that is why people share to to a certain degree, because it it helps yeah other people identify you and your musical preferences. and, and, And it's you saying, saying this is me, you know, you can't physically look inside my head and have a look at my my musical preferences, but you can gauge maybe to a certain degree, maybe my personality by me showing you and listing the music that I like.
1: The, so, just uh, you mentioned Queen um about I don't know two months ago obviously on the on the some of the dating websites. I was chatting to a young lady who said she didn't like anything by Queen.
0: Oh, that would be a, a blocker move on. Is that, like is, a, that, is that a swipe left or a swipe right? I've that
1: was heard. a... Uh, well, well, I'm sorry to hear that. Goodbye. It, how can you not like at least one bot song by Queen?
0: The whole but, point about Queen is that, you know, they, they straddle a, a variety <laughs> of, of musical styles. There's a little bit of something for
1: everyone. I know, and to find someone who didn't like them at all, you're just kind of going, yeah, I, the, 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 that this isn't going to work. I mean, fortunately, they didn't mention James Blunt. Otherwise, that would have been a definite nail in the coffin.
0: I would have unplugged the computer and thrown (laughs) it straight across the uh, screen. Right. So let's move on from that. So we know a little bit about why people share and how that possibly relates to us as musicians. So let's try and sort of get a plan of action together armed with that information. The questions that we as DIY musicians have to ask ourselves. So I would say to, to the the audience out there, are your videos so entertaining that people will want to share them? We often go on this particular show and say that just in, in terms of the music videos for your songs, if you're doing some sort of playback where you're miming uh, and doing some sort of, you know, just just miming a compliment to a playback of your music, you really are underselling yourself because people will watch it, will go, that was okay, and then potentially sort of move on. You're not giving people a reason to sit up, take notice. And the, the thing I always say is that you need to be remarkable. You need for people to make a remark and say, goodness me, what have I just watched that was so entertaining, mind-bending, shocking, controversial, outrageous, funny, that people won't be able to keep it to themselves. They will need to tell somebody about it. You know, for the well, most shares, you've got to entertain
1: people. Isn't that what happened to Joe Wicks? The most watched video of Joe Wicks was when he farted live. When he live. brought wind. Yes, and, and it was just like you kind of going, oh, if I'd known that that was all I needed to do, I would have done it ages ago.
0: So, you know, in the past, what I've done is, when creating a music video, I've tried to sit down and include standout moments that will get people talking, that, you know, that potentially might seem ridiculous or, or incredibly, you know, out-of-the-box ideas, including our lead singer eating several members of the band. And the idea is, you know, create these standout moments that are uh, visually, you know, entertaining and, and provocative, not necessarily in a controversial way, although it could well be, you know, it, it, it controversial to, to a certain degree, just so that people will sit up, take notice and then go, my goodness, this, this is something that I cannot keep to myself. Okay, so, yeah, so, so, you know, in summary, amaze people, entertain them, shock them, make them laugh. People will share it if they find it entertaining and feel as though their friends will benefit from watching it. Mm-hmm. The other thing to ask yourself, and you know, this is one of the hardest things in the world, is: Are you creating music so good that people will want to share it? it, it it's it's hard for me to say. Right, what you need to do is write a fantastic, uh, you know, number one hit single, uh, because that's that's hard writing. S- good music to order is is incredibly difficult but the thing that you have to think is that if you're not creating music that's great then it isn't generally going to be shared there has to be something in the back of your mind whereby you go right well to a certain degree the quality of, of the music will in some way reflect how many times it will be shared
1: to counter that though, carry on, carry on. Which could you still use the manual? It's would funny, would that I've, be relevant even now?
0: Um, the manual uh, for, uh, for listeners out there, um, Bill Drummond and Jimmy Carter, aka the KLF, around about 1988 89, wrote a book called The Manual How to Have a Number One The Easy Way. Uh, I follow a Twitter account that that. Tw- that- used to tweet a line by line from the manual, but once it completed it, it now just tweets out random uh, sentences um, three times a day. I think it I think it would be interesting. It, it was certainly giving you rules in terms of maybe hit songwriting and how to market and promote and distribute your music, albeit from a late 80s context. I, th- I think that there's certainly still... Um, valuable lessons to be learned. And I think you can, um, it's available as a, as a t- somebody created a text file. Of it.
1: Is it actually but, still out for sale or is it no longer it's, been?
0: It's no longer in uh, in, in, in publication print. or circulation, but, and I'll stick a link in the, uh, in the show notes. Um, it's, somebody put it as, a, as a, an archived Pinker. text file for you to, to read. Uh, but lastly, the thing that I would, Ask our audience to to ponder is that are you creating music whose themes and concepts resonate with people the sort of music where people can find themselves in it and say, "Oh yeah this is me and although it 's a cliche the example I always give is millions of people can find themselves in dell 's music can people find themselves in 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 your music.
1: Yeah, that's a good perspective. And
0: if, if you do, then you probably got a good shot and a good chance of getting shared. If, if you're just writing songs on autopilot, which listening to, to a lot of music from independent artists seems to be the case, you're, you're sort of writing songs to almost scratch an artistic urge. That, that, that's fine. I'm certainly not having a go at that. But you have to do that with a, with a view to... Realizing that it may well be that you're not creating the sort of content, be it musical or, or video, that is automatically going to be shared. It's something that you might have to put sort of marketing spend or additional marketing spend in order for it to reach a wider audience, because you know the great thing about, about sharing is that you're getting other people to do mm. your marketing and distribution.
1: Five. Quick question regarding that.
0: Yeah.
1: Okay, which band has recently had a number one album that I never thought would have a, a number one album?
0: Oh, you're, you're talking about popularity of charts. Um, well, you know I've, Mogwai. i was just going to say Mogwai. Yeah, Mogwai. Are not 20, exact, 20
1: years? Yeah. So if it's taken 20 years to get an album, that, that I mean, they're, they're not exactly top 40 at all, are they, as a band? How's that got to number one? Or is that just a reflection that the charts are a, a different place to how they used to be?
0: Well, the album charts and the singles charts are two entirely separate countries. Uh, right. What that probably is, is a well-orchestrated campaign that's centred around um, good you know, physical merch options. Yeah. And I'm not too sure what else they've been doing in, in terms of... Um, just general things within, you know, I don't know whether they have be doing any. They, they've done TV soundtracks. Right. And those sorts of things. So I'm not too sure what other additional activities they've been doing of late. But it just may well be that, yeah. I notice, and um, obviously getting slightly off topic, but Maximo Park, uh, give um, they released their album this week. They're selling it for £5, signed, with a chance to win a signed guitar. That's
1: right
0: signed by the band so they're making a concert and they're spending money marketing that price offer of a signed cd with a competition as well obviously in an effort to get a good chart placing for this mm. week so again it, you know it could just well be that and they're if you've giving got
1: a- incentives to buy as well aren't they
0: very much so i mean you know a, a signed cd at five pounds is probably fifty percent less than I would normally expect to pay for a uh, a, a major band um, piece of uh,
1: piece so of merch. Here's a question for you, then. Carry on. If merch is so important these days, and like almost like a conventional s- album sale, like CD, whether it be a single or an album, um, is considered merch. Do you think T-shirts and sweatshirts would ever be included? Because to me, that's no different merch than a CD. Ultimately, it's still a band's product that is being sold.
0: When you say included, uh, included in, in what? In terms
1: of sales figures. So, say for example, you're going off, you know, they're kind of saying that it, you could, CD sales and album sales are still <clears throat> count towards chart positions. But most, you know, a lot of people are buying cassettes that don't have a cassette player so but that would still be classed as a sale of a song
0: i think it is possible that there is one um service provider who i think you can like it's almost like the equivalent of you can buy a t-shirt and they will give you maybe like a free digital copy of of the album and mm-hmm. that would still count as an album sale, yeah. I know, the, I know there was one company, I think, based in America. I don't know whether their chart eligibility would be the same for over here, but yeah, that is um, that is a um, that is a that is a practice, and it certainly has been. Um,
1: because I, I don't renowned. know the company personally, but they used to basically be a lawnmower company, and they would sell very very expensive lawnmowers, but it came with a free telecommunication system in it. And the only reason that happened was because the tax on lawnmowers was different to the tax rate on telecommunication systems. So somebody found a loophole to basically sell very, very expensive lawnmowers.
0: It's a bit like, uh, again, we're getting slightly off topic, but when people previously ordered uh, camera equipment from Japan and what have you, and the customs declaration, uh, declaration would be like a hard, it's like, oh, it's a hard disk um, system. What is, and, what is, and that was just to, again, because there was different levels of, uh, mm. of taxation. But we're digressing. You know, at the top of the episode, you, were, you, you when I said I had 850,000 reach on Facebook, and you and asked, asked whether, whether it was organic. organic or, or, yeah. you know, I put a little bit of ad spend behind it. I only put about £200 or so.
1: That, though, that is for some people quite a lot of money.
0: It is. It's quite a lot of money. But when you, that was the entirety of the marketing budget for that particular song. But what you have to remember, Greg, is that if you've got something that you release online and it starts to take off, the one thing that you've got to do is you've got to put some more money behind Mm. it because it's almost like it's an exponential multiplier if you've managed to somehow crack the magic formula and sometimes you do these things unwittingly as i i I had absolutely no idea this song that i didn't even necessarily particularly like all that much (laughs) would be loved by the general public and and for every sort of you know i put almost a comparable amount of money on another on what was the official single from this album and did nothing it did absolutely nothing and i put a similar amount as i say on on this album track which was even only a lyric video which so it wasn't even that visually stimulating, you know interesting at all but it it just you know it just absolutely so if you've got something that you know is is reacting well with your existing audience it's your duty to put a little bit of money behind it because that little bit of money, it, its results will will increase exponentially. And now, from the perspective of, of being away from it for, for a couple of weeks and, and, and a couple of months, I now think to myself, I'm going to struggle to have a song that resonates with the general public as much as much as much as, much as they should this. What I should, I should have done is I should have put a couple of grand on that just to try and reach everybody because I'm never going to have something that's so shareable again for the, you know, I don't know when that's, you know, it could well be that the next song that I I release is going to have a similar effect. But if you've got something that you've somehow captured magic in a bottle and people are sharing it, throw as much money as you can behind it. Because if you pay for it to be shown to somebody and they show it to somebody else, for free, and they show it to somebody else for free, yes, you know you're having to pay a little bit, just start that gentle push, but it's it's like a a snowball that rolls down a hill, yeah, it gradually accumulates, and you don't need to spend that much for uh, that ad spend to be to be multiplied you know four, five, six times, and reach so many more people than you would if you just put some money behind a quotes normal song. Normal video, and people yeah they, they, they might like it, they might share it a little if you find something whereby people share it a lot, for goodness sake, invest in it, and it will it will reap dividends hmm.
1: the quick uh, question carry on because obviously things are still quite uncertain at the moment with a lot of bands are probably going to think what's the point in spending anything when you can't go out and gig. Uh, I mean, is that, well I mean, how do you come, how do you not argue well, with that, but how do you kind of say, well, look, you know, it, it's a case of, it's still worth doing because of X, Y, Z. The,
0: the major record labels made more money last year than they have made in several decades. That's without people, you know, the artists themselves taking advantage of talk. people it you know it is a statistical fact that people have listened to more music mm. over lockdown um in fact there uh, there are warnings that once we actually get out of lockdown that people should be prepared for their youtube numbers and their music streaming numbers to actually go down because guess what people will be out and about in the mm. real world enjoying themselves not sat on their um on their sofas consuming content on devices so um you know if if we open up in six months time nine months time in some respects you, you you've got to be ready to take advantage of that
1: yeah and um, you know and and if mm.
0: so and so what better time now because i'm sort of i'm working on the basis that it may well be that indoor shows might be allowed um we're recording this at the very beginning of March. I'm hoping that everything will be fine for October, he said, optimistically, crossing his fingers. So I, I'm I'm thinking to myself, right, I've got a good six months or so in order to increase the output and spend more on our online marketing to bring ourselves to a new audience and to remind our existing audience, some of which you might not have um been in contact with us or listen to any of our music for a while to remind them that we're still here so this is I'm getting back to a like a six months nurturing mm. stage familiarizing people people new and old with the fact that we are out there we are sort of ready to go so um hopefully the moment where we we do drop some uh, some new shows to be on sale to you know to to be ready and for them to uh, to take advantage of it so yeah i'm spending the next six months in preparation for right. uh, hopefully what is what is what's going to be uh, a, a relaunch back into uh, into live music into into normal society we can only cross our fingers
1: definitely so is that today's 30 minute music marketing It is indeed. If you enjoy this
0: episode and you want to share it with a fellow musician, um, there'll be share buttons, like and subscribe, all that malarkey, ring the bell, tell your friends about us. And if you've got something that uh, you'd like us to discuss and deliberate and cogitate and provide you with some form of advice uh, regarding a music marketing-related topic, get in contact with the show, pop pop something in a comment. Messages on, on the socials of the social meds, and we'll, uh, we'll endeavour to uh,
1: have a little bit of a chat about it. Okay, well, that is today's 30-minute music marketing, and we will see you on the next one. See you next time. Take care. Bye.